passion for sport. This is Cameroon Roars. It's our daily look at what's happening at the 2021 Africa Cup of Nations finals in Cameroon. And I'm Steve Vickers. Yes, welcome to the show, which is coming to you every day throughout the 2021 Africa Cup of Nations. Day 13 today, and it's a rest day. And we need one to recover after the drama of the group stage, don't we? With defending champions Algeria going out on Thursday. And the Gambia going through to the round of 16 in fantastic style. Also, we focus on Malawi's achievement of reaching the group stage for the first time. And we have Nigeria captain William Troost Ekong on his football and his faith. I think all the things that um, I'm fortunate enough to do now and enjoy um, are better than anything that I prayed off, prayed for years ago. That's coming later. Let's start with the yesterday's results and in Group E, Algeria crashing out as they lost 3-1 to Ivory Coast in a thriller in Douala. Uh, the Desert Foxes had to win to stay in the tournament but Frank Kessie, Ibrahim Sangari and Nicolas Pepe put the Ivorians 3-0 up. Then Algeria captain Riyad Mahrez hit the post with a penalty and Sofiane Bendebka scored a late consolation for Algeria. Algeria. In the other game in Group E, Equatorial Guinea beat Sierra Leone 1-0 with a first-half goal, so the standings end with Ivory Coast on seven points, Equatorial Guinea on six, Sierra Leone on two, and Algeria on one. Uh, Sierra Leone's two points, not enough for them to go through as one of the best third-place teams, but they must be very proud of their draws with Algeria and Ivory Coast, only to lose what uh, seemed to be the easiest looking of their three games against Equatorial Guinea, who did really well to finish runners-up in the group. Well, I'm joined by African football expert Solis Chukwu in Lagos in Nigeria. And, uh, well, the Ivory Coast-Algeria match was simply sensational, Solis. It, it was one of the more remarkable games of the tournament, Steve. Uh, Algeria came in knowing only a win would do for them to qualify, while Ivory Coast also needed a result to be sure of a top-two place. What we got as a result was an instant classic, but no one could have seen this result coming. Uh, but really, though, when you think about it, perhaps we should have. Uh, Algeria named their most attacking lineup of the tournament with basically four forwards across the top of the pitch. And predictably, they got soccer punched over and over again by uh, the Ivory Coast. I thought the decision by Jamal Belmadi to empty the midfield was a bad one, as it meant the 2019 champions could not really exert any control. Uh, essentially, they acceded to a basketball game, one which Ivory Coast were better equipped to win with their, with both their numerical and physical advantage in the middle of the pitch. Uh, it was remarkable at times just seeing the elephants stride through the middle of the pitch, almost unopposed, and Algeria had no answers at the end of the day. Uh, on their part, Ivory Coast did brilliantly to exploit the spaces that were afforded them. I thought Arsenal's uh, forgotten man, Nicola Pepe, had a storming game and has been one of the standout players in this tournament. And AC Milan midfielder Frank Kessie redeemed himself with a goal having, after having missed a penalty in the draw against Real Leon. So, yeah, on the whole, a really bizarre title defence for Algeria. Uh, somehow they finished bottom of a group containing Sierra Leone and Equatorial Guinea. There will be questions asked of coach Jamel Belmadi justifiably over some of his decision making in Cameroon. 
Yes, and Belmadi, as a highly respected coach, will see if he will keep his job. Asking for your thoughts on this on social media, what do you think about Algeria's early exit? As the defending champions bowed out with a 3-1 loss to Ivory Coast, which came after a draw with Sierra Leone and a loss to Equatorial Guinea, as、uh, that ended a 35-match unbeaten run.、Uh, what do you think went wrong for the Desert Foxes? How could such a good team go out so early? You can post a comment on our Facebook page, that's Planet Sport Football Africa, or send us a WhatsApp to plus four four seven nine double five two three two seven eight zero. That's plus four four seven nine double five two three two seven eight zero. What do you think about Algeria's early exit? Let's go to Group F, where the Gambia went through to the round of 16 in style at their first Africa Cup of Nations, with a 1-0 win over Tunisia as Ablai Jallo fired in a stunner in the last minute of stoppage time. Tunisia had chances, including a penalty saved in the 42nd minute. The Gambia hit the bar with a free kick from Musa Barrow. That's the third time the Scorpions have hit the woodwork from a free kick at the tournament. Then came the late, late winner. In the other match, Mali beat Mauritania 2-0. So Mali finished top of the group on seven points. Gambia second, also on seven. Tunisia in third on three points, and Mauritania bottom with no points. The Gambia in dreamland, Salas.、Uh, yes, Steve.、Uh, Gambia's remarkable story continues, and truth is, we absolutely love to see it.、Uh, the fact that both Tunisia and Gambia came into this match pretty much already qualified, it did strip the tie of a lot of its tension. To be honest.、Um, What we got as a result was a quite drab game, with the Carthage Eagles forced to be the protagonists、um, of the match if they hoped to avoid playing tournament favourites Nigeria in the round of 16.、Uh, but unfortunately, if there's one thing we have learnt about this Tunisia team, it is that they do not fare well when they are required to force the issue、um, against an organised opponent. And that is exactly what Gambia were on the day:、uh, organised, focused, and disciplined. Uh, of course, being without Santetian Ford Wabi Kazri due to COVID、uh, certainly did not make things any easier for the North Africans, and neither did、um, their ongoing inability to convert penalty kicks. I, I mean, the one moment when Gambia's discipline deserted them, Tunisia still were unable to take advantage.、Uh, on the contrary, Gambia,、uh, when they got their own moment, they did seize it、uh, with Bologna Ford Musabaro teeing up the winner on the break, really, really late on, late, late goal. Uh, that perfectly sort of like encapsulates everything Gambia is about.、Uh, they are quick to get the ball into the final third. They have the pace to trouble most teams on the counter, and also the quality to,、um, to turn muscles into fists, as it were. So this is a very highly efficient side, and you can bet they will prove a difficult puzzle、uh, for Guinea to solve in the round of 16. Yes, let's take you through the full draw for the round of 16. No games today, no games tomorrow. Action resumes in Cameroon on Sunday, where Burkina Faso play Gabon and Nigeria take on Tunisia in a big, big clash. On Monday, Guinea play the Gambia and Cameroon, the hosts, are up against the newcomers Comoros. On Tuesday, Senegal face Cape Verde and it's Morocco against Malawi. And then on Wednesday, a big, big clash as Ivory Coast play Egypt and Mali are. Up against Equatorial Guinea, so Malawi playing Morocco on Tuesday. The Flames are through to the group stage for the first time. It's their third appearance at the Africa Cup of Nations. The Malawi squad consists mostly of home-based players, and their coaching setup not entirely clear. Solis.
Yeah, the dynamic with Malawi is a familiar one, and it has some parallels with Nigeria, actually. The Flames qualified for the AFCON on the back of narrow results and gutsy defensive performances. But then the IFA decided they simply were not scoring enough goals, and then they decided to make a change in the dugout. Their solution was to basically second uh, technical director Mario Marinita, a Romanian, to the national side, uh, effectively placing him in co-charge with Mekmoase in order to, in their words, address technical and tactical deficiencies and also to introduce a new style, a new philosophy to improve the style of play. Uh, it's a decision that has led to some issues, especially over team selection. Also, as you say, it's not exactly straightforward who is in charge or who is responsible for what. Uh, the success of the strategy has not exactly been borne out by improved goal scoring either, as the Flames have only scored two goals in their three matches. However, in spite of that, Malawi have looked a very well-balanced side at the AFCON with a clear idea of uh, how they want to attack. A mostly home-based side means there is a deficit in terms of quality, yes, but they have made up for it with great organization and tactical savvy. They press extremely well in midfield, react well and in unison when the ball goes loose. And up front, they have Orlando Pirates striker Gabadinio Mhango uh, for that added kick of quality in the final third. And so far, that strategy has carried them beyond the group stage for the first ever time in their history. So you'd have to say it's worked out pretty well for the Malawi FA and for Malawian football in general. Yeah, so the Flames will play Morocco in the round of 16. This is Cameroon Roars, brought to you by Passion for Sport, the show coming to you every day throughout the 2021 Africa Cup of Nations, online, on radio and on our app. And to download the app, go to the Play Store or the Apple iTunes App Store and enter Planet Sport Football Africa. So Nigeria were the only team to get three wins out of three in the group stage. The Super Eagles looking for a fourth title, having been champions in 1980, 1994 and 2013. Uh, they made several changes to their side in the 2-0 win over Guinea-Bissau on Wednesday and captain and defender William Troost Ekong scored and was the man of the match. He spoke to CAF online after the game. Yeah, no, very proud. Um, you know, it's not about me today. We said before the game that we wanted to do something special. We wanted to win all three of our group games. And uh, yeah, I'm very proud of the team. I think they worked very well. We had so many changes. And I think all the boys who came in showed themselves. And this is the real Niger spirit. All the boys who came in did very well. And it's uh, yeah, keeping us sharp because all the boys who played in the previous games, they have to step the game up again. And I'm just very happy that every game we seem to be improving. And there's still some things we can do better again, but I think it's going in the right direction. I mean, I believe in it. Last time we came and we got the bronze, and uh, this time we want to do better. So we take it game by game, uh, but I believe the team has got everything we need to go and win it. Well, in the past, we've done uh, two interviews with William Truste Kong on his football and his faith. Truste Kong moved from Udinese in Italy to Watford when they were in the English Championship, winning promotion last year. Uh, some felt that that was too much of a downward move from Udinese in the Italian Serie A. But Truste Kong at the time told us that he felt it was like God was working in his life. Yeah, I think um, I think my my life is probably a testimony of of God and uh, how it works. And um, yeah, I think all the things that um, I'm fortunate enough to do now and enjoy um, are better than anything that I prayed of prayed for years ago. So I think um, yeah, it's, it's I try never to um, 
shape or plan my life too much because uh, every time I've done that, those things have been exceeded by God. So I've been very fortunate. And um, I think if you are just a, if you're a good person and um, yeah, you, you try to do the right things uh, and work hard, um, you know, your day will come and the things will come to you. Um, so yeah, I think that's how it works. And and uh, good things gravitate to people that do good. So um, yeah, that's uh, that's just my motto in life. And I uh, just keep trying to keep my head down and keep working hard. Yeah, and the next thing that um, probably is closest for us to achieve will be the the Premier League. Um, so yeah, if that's my time and if that's my fate, then it will happen. Um, so yeah, just keep working hard for that. Well, that's from March last year, and indeed Watford were promoted. And in another interview, Trusta Kong told us more about his faith as a follower of Jesus. I read the Bible, I pray, uh, I have a, a Bible study, I'm part of a group called Ballers and God, it's a group of players all over Europe, we come together once a week on Skype and uh, we pray and talk about uh, the scripture and different teachings and uh, yeah, I think for me the main thing where it helps me to stay calm and stay focused and uh, yeah, and stay humble, so that's, those are the things that I, you know, I live by, so it's, it's a very big impact in my life as well. It's strange for us to hear that professional footballers coming together to form a Christian group where they talk about. I mean, what 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 really do you do? What, what do you guys do? Uh, yeah, like I said, uh, we we have a prayer every month. We have one session where we just it's just prayer. Uh, but then the rest of the time, you know, we uh, we, we read the Bible together. We talk about our experiences. We uh, try and sh- share in that sense, and uh, yeah, and, and trying to get some more disciples. So this the group is. Ex- ex- expanding and extending and hopefully you know as uh, footballers you have such a big audience and uh, such a big platform uh, yeah to inspire other people and uh, give the teaching spread the word uh, and that's that's really what the group is all about so it's just little things so when you are in a group of players especially like me when I'm a captain for my team I'm a leader I try to inspire other people around me as well and uh, for what it feels like now it's working and people are listening and they're willing to hear the the word of God so that's all uh, what it's all about really that's the Nigeria captain, William Trustekong, that clip taken from our archive. Right, before we go, let's go through those round of 16 fixtures again. No games today, no games tomorrow, but action resumes on Sunday. Burkina Faso playing Gabon and Nigeria playing Tunisia. A big fixture, that one. On Monday, it's Guinea against the Gambia and Cameroon playing Comoros. On Tuesday, Senegal face Cape Verde and it's Morocco against Malawi. Wednesday, the biggest this tie of the round is Ivory Coast against Egypt and also on Wednesday Mali playing Equatorial Guinea. From me, Steve Vickers and from Solis Chukwu, thanks for listening. The show's back tomorrow when we'll be reflecting on what's been a really dramatic group stage of the tournament. And Cameroon Roars is a passion for sport production.